Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. This is LFC Core. Looking forward. Looking back. So, looking back, we've been recording and putting out podcasts weekly, on a weekly basis. So, we have the LFC Core that we put out weekly, and then we put out a podcast after every Liverpool game. Um, so, today is March 24th, and I think the entire world, are, and including our audience, is aware of of um, the changing priorities. And as such, um, the Forensic Cop, uh, we've decided that we will not continue to be putting out ep- uh, episodes at that same frequency. However, we will be continuing to put out podcasts, but uh, we want to make sure that any content that we put out is of value. And we don't want to just be churning out information out there that's not serving the public or it, 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 it um, is, is of no value to our listeners. Um, so you. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't want to turn this into like one of those podcasts where you know the uh, like like all I'm reading now about Liverpool online is people who are talking about you know what Klopp did as a child or what players we should have signed six years ago and stuff like that. Like that's not what this is about. So um, you know we don't if we don't necessarily have good content, that's not really something that we're interested in in following that kind of model. Yeah, I agree. And there's there's a lot of information out there. You know, you, you can see that there's a lot of articles that are just um, surfacing now, but have been probably um, put together in the past. Um, so people are just putting out content they've been sitting on. And I would normally be interested in a lot of it. But honestly, right now, there's more important things than football, believe it or not. And so my mind is less interested in in in. Um, consuming all of that information around Liverpool and around football sports in general. And I'm um, spending a lot more time reading up on the, you know, the fight against this virus. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, I'd be interested if say a Liverpool player got it or if it somehow affected the way Liverpool is going to behave in future. I mean, there are some legitimate questions that are coming down in terms of, you know, what's the future going to hold? How are they going to handle the season? Stuff like that. But I mean, nobody has any answers to that now. I don't think anybody's even thought about it. Um, the you know FA wants to uh, play more. The EPL wants to play more. Champions League wants to play more. Everyone wants to play more. But God knows what's going to happen. So you know, everyone's just speculating. Nobody has any ideas right now. So it's just, I mean, it's just a, a wild guess. So it's not worth our time. Not worth you know people's time to engage in that. Like you said, there's more important things in this world right now um, than engaging in what ifs for stuff that we have no idea that if they happen or not. Yeah. Um, I do think it's, it's a great opportunity to, to, to bring back or to emphasize the, the human element in, in our sports writing and, and um, sports content creation. Uh, so for instance, I, I'd be curious to hear from any, anyone that was alive during the world war two season that was canceled or yeah, I don't know how many seasons were canceled. I, I think you spoke about it that a few weeks ago. But yeah. uh, it'll, it'll be great to hear from somebody that's been through something similar. And then just to ask them about the experience. Are they are they noticing any similarities? Are we overreacting? Are we underreacting? Um, does football just take a complete backseat? Or were people still interested in, in, in hearing about their, um, you know, their favorite teams and their favorite players? Uh, in, in all honesty to any of our listeners, that, that listener would need to be well into their 80s for them to really have much of an opinion i mean the world war was 75 years ago 
Um, So that was the last time that the EPL was canceled. Uh, It's been a long time. Uh, It it feels a little bit weird. There's no world war going on. There's nothing to that effect or that level. But this is the type of, you know, pandemic or epidemic or whatever it is now officially listed as that, you know, the human element takes over. Like you said, you know, I, I want to know that, you know, Salah's home with his daughter or that, um, you know, Robertson's there for his little guy. Like that's more important than going out and playing a game, which at the end of the day is a distraction from our regular life. and, And we need to worry about our regular life now. Or not so regular life. Or not so regular life. Yeah, nothing seems uh, quite the same. But uh, again, you know, this is, uh, we talk about about football here. We are, uh, we're Liverpool fans and we have been for a long time and we, we hope to do that again soon. But right now is not necessarily the time. So, um, you know, to the original point, uh, we will be putting out podcasts. We will be writing articles. They will be more sporadic than they were before. And we'll be providing content and information when there's value in that content and information, not just for the sake of, of putting something up and getting hits. That's not really what we're about. And that's not what we want to promote. Yeah. And we'll, we'll also be looking for new ways to 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 interact with the audience too so not just the website not just a podcast but also on twitter on instagram we want to continue to 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 open up the conversation to to our um to our audience and um i know that we can get through this together and to that end if there's anybody who has questions if there's anybody who's always wondered something um you know they were never sure why it, uh, Liverpool is the Reds. I mean that's not hard to figure out. But if there's other you know questions that maybe you're a newer fan you're not sure about whether it be Liverpool, whether it be football, whether it be um, you know Champions League, feel free send us the questions. We'll probably put together some sort of podcast for questions and and we can answer those. Those are relevant and those are kind of um, an all time type thing. They're not necessarily for this period. So we're happy to answer anything like that. Uh, any questions anybody have, please feel free to send them in. Facts and figures. So with all of the sports leagues shutting down, not just within football, but even American sports leagues, sports leagues across the entire world, except for Turkey, obviously. Um, what does that mean financially? Because there there has to be a consequence of all of this shutdown and, and turning the tables on the regular schedules. So from a financial point of view, obviously, the big concern is the revenue that all of these leagues are losing. Um, we'll kind of go league by league is probably the easiest. If you talk, if you're talking uh, the EPL and other professional football leagues, they have a different format maybe than, than other leagues, which is that they don't have playoffs. So they just have regular games. So in the EPL, they're going to be missing. What is it? Nine games of the season or depending on which team it might be eight or 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 whatever it is, 10. Um, So those games that they're missing, they're going to lose the broadcast rights. They're going to lose the match day revenue. And that's a significant amount. So if you take a look at the EPL, you're talking um, domestic and international is almost 9 million pounds a year. So for them to lose, say, nine games. uh, No, that's for the whole league. Oh, okay. So, sorry, uh, nine billion pounds. So oh, the whole okay. league well, rights, yeah, the whole league rights are nine billion pounds. So you're talking if you lose about uh, nine games, you're talking about a quarter of the season. That's a significant blow. So again, you're talking well over a billion. Maybe you're talking kind of like two billion pounds that they're going to be losing as a league 
in general. That doesn't include match day revenue. Um, I'd like to say that matters, but the truth is match day revenues, apparently, if you take the whole league in total, is less than um, a billion pounds. It's somewhere in the ballpark of like 750 um, million pounds. So not as big an amount, but again, you would be losing about a quarter of that as well. So in total, there is a significant loss for teams. Uh, if you look at other sports, I was thinking, you know, maybe if you look at more of the American sports, they have kind of like a playoff format. I was thinking that would be a significant amount of their revenue, but apparently I'm wrong. It's hard to find numbers, but one of the ones that I was able to find is the NBA. Apparently the NBA, only 5% of their revenue actually comes from the playoffs. So it's not significant in any way. Uh, so losing the playoffs while they would like it, and it does do a lot for them. It's still not the massive number. It's just the regular season grind of, I think they have 82 games, that that's what they're looking to get. So you're losing the broadcast rights and you're losing the uh, the uh, the match day revenue. Uh, so um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you look into, say, the championship, which is in England, obviously, but also has a playoff system? So I did look into the championship and this kind of brings up a bit of a different point. So that was a trick question, but I actually anticipated it. So well done. Um, so the championship actually makes a lot less money than the EPL. So all 24 championship teams in all of their revenue. So not just broadcast rights, but match day, um, commercial, all of it makes less than a billion dollars among the 24 championship teams. Sorry, a billion pounds uh, for all of the championship teams. So that's a big drop when you look at what the EPL teams are making. So they're making about 15% of what an EPL team is making. In general, these uh, teams, it's not unlikely for a championship team to lose money. So I think, uh, I don't know, 2016, 17 or something like that, more than a quarter of them lost money. Uh, so there's a fair number of them that, you know, each year it can change, but it is not a surprise for many of them to lose money. This will just amplify that situation. And the reason it's even more significant is because it begs the question, well, what happens? Because let's be honest, championship teams don't play for the glory of winning the championship. They play for the ability to get into the Premier League, because like I said, Championship teams in total make 15% of what an EPL team makes. So now you're talking, this is some real money here. They really have the ability if they can make it into the EPL. So the teams that are at the top of the championship right now, when they've been on a break, what are they going to do? Because you know they don't want the season canceled. They've worked hard and they want to get into the EPL. Same way. The teams that are at the bottom of the uh, the EPL, so I'm, you know, the Norwich of the world, who is well behind, but in their minds, they also want to believe that they can make a run at the end of the season and avoid relegation. Would they be okay being dropped down without a full season? And the answer to that is no. So, you know, the conversation that you had is, well, what's what's happening with the money? The thing is, they're all losing a significant amount of money. Um, I, as I said. Uh, when the last podcast that we had, they have to keep paying these players. These players are paid regardless of how many games they play. So the fact that they're not getting the match day revenue, the fact that they're not getting the broadcast revenue means that they are losing money. It's probably more significant for the championship teams that just don't have that much revenue to begin with. But even the EPL teams will feel it. But then the bigger question is, what are you going to do with relegation and promotion? Because there is significant dollars 
that are assigned to that. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big question. If you look at uh, someone like Liverpool, uh, one of the things that kind of got me that would affect Liverpool maybe more than other teams is how fair play will be treated. With the drop in revenue, are they going to stick with fair play? Are they going to say, you know, you only spent uh, or you only earn this much revenue, which is basically 25% less than what you would have, so you can only spend that much? Liverpool's in a good position. Maybe other people aren't in as good a position, but it all kinds of depends on what they're going to do with uh, the fair play rules. Uh, the one that is actually kind of humorous in a way, although not funny, is the loss to Atletico. So we all were uh, pretty upset about the loss. It's not good from a financial point of view. But, I mean, do you think they've got any hope of continuing the Champions League? I mean, they might play a few more games in the EPL, but the Champions League, do you even think that's a possibility? So I think that um, assuming things don't resume for another month at least, or maybe even two months, the cup competitions would be the quickest ones to cancel for the season. Right, it's unfortunate for the teams that are, are, are at the quarterfinal stage in the Champions League, the FA Cup, and any other competition is still active right now. However, that's the the cleanest way to cut games. To your point, to to make any changes or to cut leagues, and I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but there are too many implications that cannot be resolved simply by saying, "Okay, this season is null and void." Right, so you have teams that are about to be relegated. You have teams that are about to be promoted. You have teams that are about to win the the title. You can't just say, "Okay, um, that was just a false start." We'll try again next year. So, so I think a lot of pundits have been making the point that it makes more sense to complete this season, no matter how long it takes, and then postpone the next season rather than cancel this one in order to just start again in September or August. So uh, true. And the other thing to remember is we've been talking EPL. But the other big leagues as well, they're all in the same boat. They all have promotion. They all have relegation. They're all dealing with big dollar differences between Absolutely. second division and first division. Right. So so it's a big thing. So yeah, if you're going to cancel uh, anything, I think Champions League is one of those things that needs to be canceled right away. Because if you're going to try to put, what is it, nine games in to a compressed you know month and a half or something you're not going to have time to play those additional games. I would be asking too much of those teams. Uh, so in a way, if there's anything that's going to be canceled for sure, I would be more on the Champions League being canceled despite the massive amounts of money. Um, again, the other question is, what are they going to do with the revenue formula for you know the fact that it you know how much revenue you get is based on how you performed in the last 10 years? That's another question. Similar to fair play, we'll have to figure out how that plays out. But uh, again, it might be an interesting situation where Liverpool, for the first time under Klopp, lost uh, a two-legged affair, and it might end up actually costing them nothing. So that would be a, a bit of a funny situation. Yeah, and it'll be great if all of the sports uh, entities or the, the leagues and, and the committees put their, their heads together and collectively come up with a way to re recalibrate the calendar because... We've pushed everything into next year. We'll push the Euros. We'll push the Olympics. The World Cup is is coming in about a year and a half in December, right? Um, next season across the world will probably have to be pushed slightly because of the extension of this season. So, so I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to just take this as an opportunity to to realign calendars in a way that makes sense. And even if it's at the the cost of not having a full season next season, that's fine. But you know, hopefully in a year or two, we'll be 
back on track. Yeah, because then if everybody goes into next season knowing you're not playing a full season, it's different than going into the season and being told at the three-quarter mark, hey, guess what? Now we're not playing a full season. So I'd agree with you at that. If they're going to recalibrate, recalibrate future seasons. The one thing when it comes to money again is uh, football or contracts are until June. So if you're going to recalibrate the season, you're going to start playing again, say, mid-May or beginning of June you're going to have to figure out what to do with all those contracts because they like they're 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 on an annual cycle and June is kind of the magic date so that would be an interesting way for guys that maybe their contracts are coming up yeah not just player contracts even uh, kit kit um, providers right so the Nike deal starts June 1st i believe right so oh absolutely yeah that's so, a whole different conversation you know all of a sudden liverpool's playing in a different jersey for the rest of the season right so that that will be kind of interesting to see uh, it's true. There's a lot of questions that have come up, but you know what? In this conversation, you've definitely convinced me actually that uh, the right way to do it is play the rest of the season and then uh, uh, abridge the next season or find some other workaround for next season. But this season, you, you don't want to ruin the integrity because like I said, there's a lot of money for that relegation and promotion issue. And uh, apparently there are teams that have already started talking about suing if they negate these results. Uh, as you can imagine, the teams that are about to be promoted will not take that easily. Uh, there's just too much money involved. Critique and commentary. Okay, so, I mean, looking at the rest of the season, despite what we think in terms of it would be a lot smarter to play the rest of the season, uh, finish all the games, get a proper champion. If we can't finish the season, if this is all the games that we play, if we can't play one more, I mean, Liverpool is way ahead, very close to clinching, um, you know, even if they lost almost all the rest of the games. Would you still want this year's title? Do you still feel comfortable with that? Or would you just say cancel the year and let's try again next year? You know, it's funny because if you would ask me that a week ago, I would have said, no, I don't want us to cancel this season at any cost because of what kind of season we've, we've, we've been having. Not only are we in the lead, but we're essentially champions elect, right? We're guaranteed to, to win the title. Yeah, nobody's I mean. catching us and they all know it. Right. Um, but with every day that passes, I'm less concerned with answering that question or or the answer of the question, and more concerned more concerned with other things non Liverpool related. That right now, if I found out that the season would be cancelled, I would actually be okay with it, or maybe I wouldn't be okay with it, but I'd be indifferent. So you, right? so you would be okay with us after this amazing season, not getting the title. I would be indifferent. But again, as every day passes, as we start to get closer to coming out of this phase, I start to become more, um, I regain my position of, no, I want us to continue the league. You know, so it's almost as if right now, because there's clearly more urgent things happening, I'm indifferent to football in general and Liverpool in particular. Um, but as we start to come out of this, I'll revert back to my old um, allegiances, if that makes any sense. And I understand I'm not, perhaps I'm not the most super fan out there in the world, but I'm just answering the question honestly. Yeah, no, and that's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I guess, obviously, football has taken a backseat. It is not, you know, front and center for me, for sure. Um I still want the title. I mean, whether they have a shortened league, uh, whatever it is, 30 years is long enough. And so 
I would want to see uh, the title come where it belongs. After this season, clearly it belongs in Liverpool. Like you said, we're the champions elect. Everyone knows it. Uh, Pep, for all his mind games, trying to make everyone believe we're the champions and convince us that we shouldn't try anymore or whatever he was trying to do. Um, you know, even he knows that we've won it. So I would want that title. It's been 30 years and it's almost part of, I, I kind of want the monkey off the back so we can play a more um, relaxed way. So, you know, we're not on the edge of our seats. If we win a title next year, great. If we don't, that's fine. We won it last year. Like that'd be kind of the way I would, I would look at it. I, I would want that title. So, I mean, that's, I, I don't know. I, I know we're a little bit different in that, though. You know, that's an interesting point. And, and as you were talking, I, I started realizing that perhaps he, when I said that I was, I was indifferent, that's true, but maybe for reasons that I wasn't aware of. So it's, it, I think it's not that I'm indifferent because I'm more concerned with the, the coronavirus right now than football, which even though I am, but I'm still a Liverpool fan at heart. I think it's more this whole thing has kind of killed the excitement of winning a league to the point where if we don't win it, you know, I don't know if I, I want to win the, our first league under these circumstances where we can't enjoy it as fans, where the players can't do a lap of honor in, in inside Anfield, right? If we win it behind closed doors, I'd almost rather not win it. Yeah, like I do get that because then the other thing to think about is that... Um we would be winning we most likely would not have a parade because lord in this environment you can't get a ton of people together um like you said there would be no victory lap at anfield uh so it, i i would very much agree it would be totally anticlimactic it would be kind of a sad way to finish um and while i while i very much agree with it i guess what i think of is i think you know five ten years down the road I'll remember the incredible winning streak and I'll remember the title more than I'll necessarily remember the canceled season. Um, so I'm kind of thinking from that point of view, but you're not wrong. I feel like it would be a bit of a bastardized season. It would be, um, there would be that asterisk there that would kind of ruin it in, in a little bit of a way. Um, so then here's, here's a question. Say the season is, is finished. They decide, okay, Liverpool gets a title. Here's your title. Um, I know we've talked about this between the two of us, but we haven't talked about it on, on the podcast. Would you want Man City's title from, what was it, 13-14 to be taken away and given to Liverpool? Because we were only two points behind, and they broke fair play practices twice, essentially, at that time, that they've been caught. Would you want that title? If this one's bastardized, to me, I'm like, yeah, let's take that one too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just like, um, I forget the year, would have been in the late, 2000s uh, when Juventus was stripped of the title one year and then they gave it to again correct me if I'm wrong either AC Milan or Inter Milan and then Juventus was relegated so they they just took this the the title that they won the previous season and just gave it to another team and at the time I was thinking no that's that's not right I mean we all know Juventus won the title but now 10 15 years later it, it, if I look at the record books I see that 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 title went to one of the Milans again. I forget which one it was, right? So, we we all do have short memories. Um, so, yeah. At this point, if they cancel this season or if they end the season prematurely and then just hand the title over to Liverpool, um, yeah, they may as well just hand us the one in twenty thirteen. Why not? 
Yeah, I that's that's kind of how I feel. I don't want the twenty third. I didn't want the twenty thirteen one because um, we were having a magical season. And if you're going to break a thirty year drought, you might as well do it in spectacular fashion. But right. if you're not going to do it in spectacular fashion, if you kind of back into it and it's kind of done in this, you know, you don't get a parade, you don't get a victory lap. Here's the title. Then might as well take another title just so we can, you know, add to the trophy case. Yeah, because in ten years from now, when we won another, let's say three or four titles, hopefully. Nobody's going to say, oh, yeah, but two of those were asterisks. They'll just say, yo, you've won six titles in the last 10 years, right? That's all people will yeah. be thinking about. That's kind of the way I'm thinking about it now, too. Yeah, I, I you know, I want that trophy case. I want to be able to say, you know, uh, the, the 2000s have been good for Liverpool, even though till now they've been pretty bad. But we could turn it around if we if we got that 13-14 title put in our name, if we got this year's title. Again, will we be disappointed right now? Absolutely. Will we wish we had seen Jordan Henderson uh, running around the stadium, lifting the cup, the bus going through Liverpool to celebrate? Sure, we we definitely want that. But if we're not going to have that, give me the other title too. And let's take two for the price of one. And And perhaps I've just been a scarred Liverpool fan for too long that I've, I've, because I've had so many close calls with this team or with, with this club in the past 20, 20, 30 years, that I'm already treating this one as a close call, right? So my my mindset is already defaulting to, oh, we almost won the title this year, but we didn't, you know? And that's my normal. So I, I think that's why I, I, I answered the question saying that I'm indifferent. It's more that I'm conditioned to become indifferent because I'm so used to this, which is kind of sad. It- it's funny. So so it's just funny that you say that because I would say before this year, it didn't really matter what lead Liverpool had in a game. I was always on the edge of my seat and there was a deep, dark part of me that was convinced we'd somehow find a way to lose. And then this year, I felt like we finally turned that around. I felt like when we had like a one nothing lead, a 2-1 lead, you know, even when the other team was pressing, I somehow felt like we would find a way to pull it out. And so that's kind of what was one of the things that was really like, you know, this this title is ours. Nothing can stop us. And yet somehow they found the one thing that could stop us. Right. And Speaking so, so which, I do, this, I do this feel is totally, This is totally off topic, but the Atletico game a few weeks ago was such a blur in my mind. But did we actually lose 3-2 after having a 2-0 lead? Like, is that really what happened? Yes. Isn't that crazy? So it is. When do you it's, think about it? You know what? I mean, the team was, uh, I'm trying I'm trying to remember back to the game. It feels like it was forever and a day ago, but the team had not looked good. We'd lost and, and or tied games. Uh, Henderson was finally back, but maybe not at full strength. Um, Allison wasn't there and he would have stopped some of those shots that went in. So... Yeah, I mean, no, and we, I get we, that we didn't do well, and I get that it's it's more because you were mentioning about how we've overcome that that habit of not being able to see out leads, like that game was just a weird game to the point where I totally forgot or I I lost track of the fact that we conceded three goals in like maybe twenty minutes to lose the game, and that's so, something that I didn't don't forget in extra time in extra time we had the lead. Yeah, I know. In extra All time, we had to we do is hold it. We were two zero up, and then we conceded three goals, pretty much in twenty minutes, right? So once you're chasing a game, 
I can understand you conceding more goals because you're trying to go for it. But I mean, we were one up after after we scored an extra time. There was there was I mean, again, my expectation was that we would see it out. And you're right. Like I'm I'm worried that future games are now gonna turn into me sitting on the edge of my seat again, somehow deep down convinced that we're gonna give it away. Um because yeah, I, I feel like this was probably the first time this year that we kind of did that. Yeah, and and I think this all adds back to my indifference is, is that it, it reminds me of the 2013-14 season when we went to Crystal Palace and we were up 3-0 and then they came back and tied. And then that was essentially, well, we, we lost the season when we, we lost the title when we lost to Chelsea, but that pretty much confirmed it, right? And and so even before the, the season was, was suspended... But sorry um, to interrupt, but we were all looking at that time of how are we going to manage to lose this? Like it wasn't a case of we're going to win this, we're going to win this. It was we all somehow deep down knew we're going to find a way to lose it and that Chelsea game happened. Are you talking about 2013, 2014? Yeah. Yeah. Um, from what I recall, there was still a lot of hope at that point until the Crystal Palace game, right? But anyway, but my point was that Atletico game kind of helped plant the seed in my head of okay, this is where we now collapse. Even though I know that there's no collapsing from the lead we have in the league, but it, it just helped to set this sense of indifference because we haven't been playing well for the past few weeks and then they suspended the league. So I wasn't even disappointed because I'm, I'm, I've, I've already defaulted back to my sense of this is where we blow it. And it, it's sad to, to admit that this is how I feel as a Liverpool fan, but I've just been burned so many times and, and I need to relearn again how to trust this team. Because I trusted it's them been, earlier this season, and I'm starting to lose that trust, which is unfortunate. It's been 30 years. It's been 30 I, years right. of not trusting them to see it out. It's been 30 years of not trusting them to sign the right player. It's been 30 years of not trusting them to see out a lead. Right. I mean, I'm I I do very much understand where you're coming from. Like in all honesty, even earlier in the season. As much as I was saying, there's no way anyone is going to catch us. There was still that little voice in the back of my head until we Absolutely. got to like a 20 something point lead where I'm like, nothing can stop us. And now I'm back to like, even when the other teams can't find a way to stop us, an act of God will like an earthquake That's will happen. A pandemic will happen like this, this self-fulfilling like prophecy of, oh my God, we can't win thing is, is taking over again. Right. The, the the only thing I will say is that um, while we discussed it earlier, there's too many implications of canceling the season. However, if we don't resume the season, we will be given the title. So I'm not really concerned about not winning the title. It's just the overall, just, I don't know, um, just the way that this has just left me now. It, it isn't that I'm sad or regretful. I'm just indifferent. You're, and, and you're a long-suffering yeah, it's yeah. it's a long suffering uh, Liverpool fan. I'm sure if one of us was a psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever it is, we would know whatever the syndrome is, where you're just absolutely convinced that so many things have happened over the years that they're bound to happen again, and so you try to convince yourself that you don't care. But I know you care. It, I know you want that title. Yeah, it, it's a coping mechanism, right? And and so I have to go back to Klopp's words when he started. He he, he came. He said that he wants to turn doubters into believers. So I have to. I just can't wait till we start football again. And then I, I like, I want to learn to trust this team again. Right. Um, I want to learn to believe you're absolutely right. 
For more stories, analysis and articles, go to theforensicop.com website.